Howdy. Howdy. My name is Kev. And I bequeath you. <laughs> and I am welcoming you to But It Was Aliens. <laughs> the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe real life alien events to determine whether they really were real. Alongside me today is Granville Moonwalker. Howdy. Today... We head to Georgia, <laughs> famously named after King George II of England, who has, who has, who was succeeded by his grandson, King George III, who is the best part of Hamilton, come at me. But we are mainly heading to the 70s with today's case. <laughs> So before we started recording, there was a, I wouldn't even class it as an inside joke, it was just an off script joke that happened and I've not been able to control myself ever since, it's been what, a good 10 minutes? And I do apologise if I just start laughing randomly throughout this episode because I'm pretty sure that joke is going to (laughs) linger. listen account is just going down and down (laughs) deep inside georgia on a hot sticky sweaty night well early morning in september 1977 25 year old reliable soldier private john vasquez well we all know we all know don't we was called from the barracks to a nearby open field at Fort Benning. This wasn't a daily occurrence as such, so already John was on the edge. John was nervous. Brave, but nervous. A trickle started to run down John's leg, but then John realised that he was a John and sucked that trickle back up. John equipped himself with his prestige level rifle and combat knife and headed out to deal with this shit. Now, if you've listened to this show before, you know exactly what Johns are like. If you haven't, then Johns are both honourable and trustworthy, which is the total reverse in our books. So I'm going to ask this John in front of me. No question, sir. Do you vouch... (laughs) For this John <laughs> Answer the question I can't spoil I might But then Okay I'll allow you to continue Bequeath us with the rest of this episode <laughs> He's an army man at least I can say that much But before you think This is a one man story It wasn't just John About 1,300 army personnel were called out onto that field and John was ready to go. The 1,000 Spartans, I mean army personnel, were stood in formation on the field to be given orders as to whatever the funk was going on. Do you know what formation they were stood in? A big one. The soldiers (laughs) 
out in the open, looked up, and they begun to notice that something didn't quite seem right. Some of the stars, one especially, appeared to be moving. Moving in formation. Same formation that they were in? No, there was less of them. Occasionally blinking in and out of visibility as they did. The captain in charge took to the podium and begun speaking as if everything was normal and the stars weren't moving. The captain just begun explaining the training drill and how long it would take. At that point, a low rumble begun vibrating everyone's eardrums. So were the... uh... 1,300 Spartans, sorry, army personnel in defensive formation, attack formation. Receiving uh, orders formation. Well played. <laughs> How about the uh, object in the sky? What formation was that moving in? Movement formation. Of which variety? The forward mobility variety. Attack, defense, travel, warning. Travel. Enlightenment. Travel. Queef. Travel. (laughs) Suddenly, a bright white and blue (laughs) light would appear hovering above the field. That's all it took for some soldiers to fill their pants and run. But not John. Never John. John was a John. Rigid. Firm. John didn't fill his pants, even as those around him began screaming. The entire Charlie company, the next squad along to whom the orb was directly above, broke formation and ran. Others were simply transfixed in silence, almost as if they were asleep standing up. But not John. John was risen, alert, ready to murk at a moment's notice. So he was um, cowering in the corner then? I I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> this was a John. Precisely. Jo- he was brave and honourable. He was a trustworthy John. No such thing. He's a soldier. So this thing moved... How high above the soldiers was this object? Or light or So whatever? originally they thought it was a star. So extremely high in the sky. You're talking upwards of... 40,000 feet because obviously it's higher than planes to think it's a start significantly higher but it's moving and getting bigger I think I would sit and watch from a safe place (laughs) (laughs) honourable moonwalker (laughs) runs and hides clever runs and hides like a pussy (laughs) the complete opposite of honourable John I'm going to position myself in the most advantageous position possible on all fours with your butt in the air <laughs> i wouldn't be able to watch from that position watch them through your legs as you can tell Greybeard is very familiar with this position i would I've seen um, you assume it many times <laughs> sir i would try and run into <laughs> that sounds so wrong <laughs> into like the barracks and have a look behind a door so, so if anything comes down, you can still pop a few shots off. So a strategic hiding position. Yeah. You'd say that would be a smart thing to do. Advantageous. That's what you would do. Yes. Basically hide. Yes. 
and and that's that's okay. That's absolutely fine. But that's me. It's not absolutely fine for an honourable, trustworthy John well, now, is it? An honourable I mean, John would take the fight to them. Exactly. And nothing less. I mean, is honourable, trustworthy. He's ready to he wasn't. He wasn't filling his pants when those around him was. No, exactly. He was ready to murk. sucked it back up. So, if anything less than starting to pop off shots at this object on its way down occurs... And this John, oh, well, I suppose it would still be a John, but he's not as honourable and trustworthy and ready to murk. He's ready to murk. As ready. you say, is he? Ready. <laughs> it was at this point that brave, brave Private John took action. That action was to sprint back to the barracks and intelligently hide in a crawl space with several other soldiers. Smart. One of the soldiers allegedly truthfully may have helped John come to before they ran as John was allegedly one of those awake but transfixed, hence why he was so risen. John was alert, not moving, but alert. Anyway, as they hid in the crawl space, the rumbling continued, possibly even getting louder as it boomed across the barracks. Something was coming and John was ready. Ready to poop his pants. Ready for action, Jackson. Of the poop variety. Um, trying to think of what the sound would be if something was coming down towards. Would it? Could it be sound of engines? Could be. Or are they playing some heavy metal through their speaker system? Could have broken Joy the riding spound. Aliens. The spound? The sound or even the light barrier. I don't know how quick this thing's been moving. It could be the sound of coming back out. How quick was it coming down towards them? Or moving around? Hard to answer. Because obviously it's not so quick that they can't see it. But equally, if that's come all the way from space, I guess is what we're saying. That's travelled quite far quite quickly. Also, if it's high up in the air, it could be moving... Well, to us it would seem quite slow, but it's a lot quicker. It doing it zigzag could be ridiculously quick, but but John just is seems ready. slowed down to us. John's ready. So do we have a Death Star on its way down? Hmm. Gelfling. <laughs> we we could have. I don't know. I mean, it's clearly not. We would have heard of that. Well, not necessarily. If it wiped everyone out, and then what? Repopulated the Earth. Wiped everyone out here, and then left. Oh, so a mini Death Star. Yeah. That could only a, be seen in that small vicinity. That just wanted, maybe there was someone they wanted in this group. Someone strong, important. A John, for example. Never. Alongside the booming rumble, the screams got louder too. Meanwhile, the light got brighter. Some of the force were of the thinking that this was a Russian invasion. This was 1977 after all. The Russians had the jump on them and the soldiers weren't doing so well. Suddenly, a robot-like, yet almost female voice bellowed out. It's okay. Don't be afraid. Now, I have a thought here. Well, more of a question. The moment someone tells you not to be afraid, what do you start thinking? 
What are you going to do to me? Why are you telling me not to be afraid? Should don't, I be afraid? Exactly. Don't be afraid. Uh, it has the exact opposite as to what you're requesting. They could also tell you, be very, very afraid. And you would be. You'd shit your pants. So I don't think well, that I don't think there's anything they could say in this situation that's going to keep you calm. Maybe they should write something on a board instead. Or they could come down and go, "We believe that all Johns are honourable and trustworthy," and then everyone goes, "Huh, some smart motherfuckers." Exactly. That's also your definition. All the moonwalkers, meanwhile, uh, are, are hiding in the cupboard. Yes, yeah, fine. John peeped out. And above the field, there was a huge black void, almost as if a craft was there. The silhouette could only be seen due to an extremely bright light at the base of the void, illuminating it. Eventually, John and his brave soldier crew crawled out of the crawl space. In the darkness, John noticed some kind of figure scuttle past. Then out of nowhere, John felt like he'd been shot by someone's 4-5, dropped to the floor, and everything faded to black. So, did he hear a pop, or did he just feel it? Heard it. So he didn't feel like he'd been shot by a 4-5? How does it feel? Not like I've been shot by anything. Did not hear me with your 4-5! <laughs> Tucker Lush with his 4-5. <laughs> Maybe that was the poppy felt. Are you suggesting, basically, that an alien figure scuttled past and slapped his package on John <laughs> and knocked him out? I'm not suggesting anything. You gave me the information and that's what you just came up with. <laughs> you were making lots of comments leaning towards that way. I don't think you'll find I was. I think I'll find you did. John... As he straddled the fine line between complete unconsciousness and some small level of awareness, felt like he was being lifted. Not only that, but John became aware that he was being asked, How do you feel? John had come to and now opened his eyes. John had no idea where he was. John was surrounded by rows of metallic slabs. He got slabbed. <laughs> John looked down and realised that he was on one of these metallic slabs. We're talking like the Matrix human batteries, only people on slabs instead of in pods. Rows and rows. As John's eyes adjusted, John began recognising his fellow soldiers on slabs around him. John started to panic, but that voice spoke again. Go to sleep. John blacked out again. He got slabbed. Got slabbed. So, um, what was so special about John in this instance that he got asked how he felt? So was there a creature alongside him with the slabs or was just the voice coming out of At the moment, nowhere? he's hearing... The voice, isn't he? He's not seeing anything so far. Do we know if any of the other soldiers heard it? We may get onto that later. Did they hear the same voice? 
They heard the exact same voice, damn it. So it wasn't... Allegedly. <laughs> Truthfully. I was going to say, so it wasn't like a device or creature that was able to talk to people in one way and people would hear the voice that was most soothing to them instead of just one voice. It could be. At this point, we just don't know quite what it is. I suppose it could... Or even if there were creatures there and we were to see them later in the story, that still doesn't mean that they're not using some sort of robot or device to communicate as you outline. When we capture, like, say, a dolphin, for example, I'm sure dolphins have been captured at some point in life to carry out studies. Do the mm -hmm. scientists capture them and go... Probably not. They just send in female scientists so that the uh, dolphins... <laughs> dolphins hump their legs. Yeah, dolphins relax and fall in love. <laughs> the next time John awoke, he was in another different location, but was still on a slab, unable to move. This time, John could see something besides him. There was a creature... John explained that this creature had a big, lumpy head without ears, a tiny mouth and nose, and big, dark eyes. That sounds like a grey to me. As the creature spoke, its mouth didn't move, so either it was telepathic, or the creature had a hole somewhere else to communicate through. The creature demanded that John look into its eyes. Looking to my eyes. John suddenly begun tripping balls. John was seeing a vision of himself surrounded by water, no land. Then John saw a massive explosion appearing to destroy an entire planet. Then suddenly, John saw a different humanoid, bald with pale skin, a small nose and mouth, and what John described as liquid eyes. It was wearing a white outfit. John then blacked out again. That is... So I have a picture in front of me of your typical alien grey. Big oval-shaped eyes, two little dots for a nose, tiny mouth, pretty much skin and bone with a large head. Physically, they would probably get wailed on. Unless they have telekinetic powers. And then you may be in trouble. And with no mouth hole, that's a possibility. I have a question. Yes? Why would they randomly just... So, John looking into their eyes and then tripping balls. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that a side effect of looking into their eyes? Or is that what they wanted to happen? I am going to make a guess that it's probably what they wanted to happen. If you've got all the power and technology to get this far, I'm assuming you can probably control shit. What's the outcome? Like, why would you do that? Scare people into leaving the army? <laughs> <laughs> if if the, this kind of ties into what we were talking about last episode, if there's some sort of alien species that wants to stop us from warring and killing ourselves as a species abducting every unit of every army and getting them away from that is probably a pretty good way to go. Or you could symbolically, symbolically, 
or you could simply not do that, show yourselves and say, look, just quit with the wars and then disappear. Yeah, I don't think that's And then work. you know for a fact humans would just create something to try and find them <laughs> exactly. and, try and fuck them up They're and their technology. Exactly. Because that's us. Exactly. We're fucktards. And Johns are honest and trustworthy. So now shit is gonna hit the fan, son. It gets a little out there. As John came to, he was standing in formation outside the barracks, just like before he had bravely run away. The only difference was that John was now standing at the back rather than the front of the formation. The soldiers marched back to the barracks because remember, before all this, they were about to begin a training exercise, but as they marched, they began noticing that their uniforms were buttoned together incorrectly. Meanwhile, they were covered in a strange material. Some of the soldiers were also vomiting and were confused. Their watches were all out of sync. When you're on an adventure, the first thing you do is synchronise your watches. But some watches read 7.30, some 3am and some 4.45. That night, some of the soldiers begun sleeping with sheets over their heads and torches underneath like petrified little children, except John who was hard as nails. But things really progressed over the next week. Now, it's not the first time that we've heard of aliens putting clothes back on people, but putting them on wrong. <laughs> yeah. This has happened before. Zygmunt Adamski. Um, watches being out of sync has happened before. However, what year did this take place? 77, wasn't it? 77. Okay. Was yeah, September 77. They were out for a training drill before... Before it all kicked this off, all kicked yeah. Off. Do you think that the government, or the army, whatever, were experimenting with doses of hallucinogens to see how soldiers reacted to them? <laughs> That's a- before this training exercise. So they may have just had, I don't know, their dinner or whatever, or they had a break told to go and take their vitamins or whatever yeah and they were dosed with quantities of lsd certain soldiers were dosed with more than others and they just checked their findings against the soldiers to see who reacted in what way how much of effect it did have on some of these people was it um, Project MK Ultra yep. that was going on, and supposedly the Unibomber might have been one of the subjects they were experimenting on people with all sorts of shit? Yeah, interesting theory you've come up with there. I see you're leaning slightly not towards aliens and slightly more towards conspiracy <laughs> and sneaky military and government. I mean, it's the military and government. What do you expect me to go to? Aliens. <laughs> Right. There's a lot of information on this one. So. I was sorry. I was about to say you would have to bequeath me with a lot of decent <laughs> information for me to fall towards aliens. I'll see what I can blow out. As I was saying, there's a lot of information on this one, so I'll put it in order as best I can without spending too long on the dull bits. First, a march was organised. Then following some kind of irrelevant complaint coming in, 
all the commanding officers at Fort Benning then vanished. The soldiers naturally assumed that this was all part of the training exercise and thought they'd be evaluated so to pass the time they started playing war games with neighbouring camps at the fort. But throughout this week, as the games continued with one group stealing live ammo from another and camps moving while skirmishes took place, one group fired a flare into the sky to illuminate their opponents. The sky lit up and weirdly, the sky appeared to turn around as if it was a gyroscope, moving while staying in place. Weirder still, during a skirmish, an invisible force field stopped the soldiers from moving down a nearby hill, but if all pushed it together, they could move the force field somewhat. Weirder still, still, at the bottom of the hill, some of the soldiers saw an entire army unit identical to themselves. I'm not talking just the same numbers of formations, I'm talking same clothes, same faces, everything. It was them. Then, when they went to check back on them again, the unit disappeared into thin air. Even weirder still, still still, a light would come from the sky and as soldiers walked into it, they would teleport uncontrollably to somewhere completely different. Shenanigans! Can you just tell me what would come down from the sky again, please? A light? Okay. Why? You went, a light would come down from the sky. <laughs> but I am British. <laughs> a light. You what, mate? So, uh, drugs and hallucinogens. <laughs> Sleep deprivation. Have they been uh, kept awake for a stupid amount of hours? Well, I suppose if you're in a skirmish in the army, then maybe your sleep would be somewhat deprived. Mm -hmm. But we've all been out on a bit of a night on the booze and had only a couple of hours sleep and functioned the next day pretty much. Some of us. <laughs> um... But to be fair, our stress levels wouldn't be as high as theirs. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Life's tough. Um, I did initially think when the invisible force field was placed over them mm -hmm. that it was maybe like a dome. <laughs> like just a, <laughs> and, a plastic dome. Yeah, they were just pushing it. Or, um, yeah, drugs. All of it you're putting down to drugs. I think this is... So all the commanding officers just kind of disappeared. Why? So I think what they'd done is they were in another room, like a secret bunker, comparing notes. Hmm. Each unit of the army was drugged with something different and they were all just watching what the effects were. Not only the effects of the drugs, but the recovery rate afterwards. Um, these oh, were okay. so like a seniors experiment watching the the front line so to speak yep so not only were they um, looking to see what effects the drugs had on them like I said with the also the recovery effects were mm. there any were there like, not slurred speech and anything like that but any motor unit functions that weren't like operating as they would do limping, stumbling, loss of balance nausea, sickness, nosebleeds any of that from tubes through the tummy 
<laughs> from taking the drugs, hangovers. Did any of the soldiers become, I wouldn't say more aggressive, but did they have any more energy from any of them? Multifaceted experimentation, essentially. Essentially, were they trying to create super soldiers? Like Spartans. Like Captain America's, but without the like size and stuff. Captain America! <laughs> I'm Captain America, damn it! It's America's ass. <laughs> Eventually, a general returned to camp. Of course he did. That night, a UFO was seen in the sky again. The general explained that the UFO was all part of the training scenario and said not to panic. But the general also called in reserves. There are several accounts of these events, as I said, and the order gets a little confused. But the basic details remain as I'll outline. Remember, this was a fort, an army base. So you damn right, they got a missile and fired it at the UFO. But as the missile was about to impact, it was engulfed by a ray of brilliant light and then just fell to the ground. No explosion. The soldiers begun firing their weapons upon the object in the sky, but it fired back great balls of light. One ball hit a chopper. Yes, they had a chopper. And as the light hit the chopper, it lost control and crashed. The crew survived. Soldiers, unlucky enough to cross the path of the light balls, immediately developed red welts on their body, almost like some form of radiation poisoning. Missiles, choppers. This is Independence Day now, son. But none of these soldiers were killed by this UFO or its weaponry. It doesn't sound like it. So does there it? they are, murdering, trying to murder this hallucination from the drugs and LSD <laughs> that they're on. Whoa, 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 whoa! And they're witnessing gunfire and spectacular things happening and coming back their way, but none of them die. They're really good soldiers, like John. John was a good soldier. John was a bitch. <laughs> What's actually going on is they're all wearing VR helmets. <laughs> this is like early first form of VR. <laughs> they're playing Halo, capturing each other's flags. Throughout most of this, brave Private John smartly went back to that cruel pit. At one point whilst in there though, John was approached by another creature which appeared to be injured and bleeding. John couldn't begin to process what the creature was. It was a rat. When it touched him, John basically astral projected elsewhere. His mind was gone. Got Doctor Strange by a rat <laughs> with Splinter. <laughs> Splinter stranged him, gave him the stranger. I haven't been able to find what happened there, but suffice to say, when this was all over, many of the soldiers were psychologically not in a good way. Many had experienced trauma and missing time, and unusually, a psychologist, whom was also female, was assigned to this all-male base. That's basically it, though. The ship vanished, the fighting ceased. The psychologist, however was said to utilise some kind of memory-wiping technique on the soldiers, seeing them all over the coming months. John thought something was off, so he actually tried not to see the psychologist. He did not book in for his medical. 
but one day in the recreation room he bumped into her and the psychologist made him agree to come. As they went to their session, John remembers the psychologist brushing past him and as she did he felt a prick as if he'd been injected. In the session, John's defences were gone and the psychologist encouraged John to forget his memories. She even touched his temples in some weird way, which John felt was part of a technique to wipe those memories. Clearly didn't work though, did it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll we'll get to that bit later. So... The fact that we've just proved they're using some form of drugs does not mean that this was all due to some form of drugs. No, what I was going to say is that clearly they had a mental break due to the drugs and a psychologist was brought in to try and bring them back to a sane state of mind and John was still tripping balls <laughs> John, and was all para- John was paranoid Splinter. yep <laughs> Dr Splinter he got astral projected by a rat <laughs> and he had no idea how to like deal with that so he thinks everyone's out to get him now To be fair, John's general approach to life appears to be to hide, to bravely hide. So he's going to hide from everything. Even a psychologist trying to help him. Well, he did, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Tried to hide under the pool table, but she saw him. He's like, come out from under that table there, John. Why don't you come and see me in my room, John? (laughs) She brushes past him. That little prick was nothing, John. (laughs) So evidence. Military documents from this time period inform that there was a rubella outbreak in September 1977, responsible for rashes found on many soldiers. We have documented red welts. Records also show that the nearby centres for disease control and prevention were never contacted. Rubella is most severe in children or when pregnant and can cause fever but is not usually associated with hallucinations. Meanwhile, the army would always contact CDP, so why didn't they hear? Meanwhile, the base was rumoured to have had regular weapons exercises known as Joint Attack Weapons System Drills, or just JAWS, whereby around 1,000 soldiers would be gathered as part of specialist high-tech missile or combat training. The military have denied JAWS existed, but a newspaper article from 1993 does mention JAWS taking place in the army. So, suspicious military activity. JAWS and drugs. <laughs> you say that like you're telling me what... <laughs> I've literally just given you this. <laughs> this is my idea. <laughs> You gave me the jaws bit, but drugs, yo. Um, I think the reason they didn't contact the CDP is because it was a trained drill. Possibly. They wanted to see how... Or they were doing some real sneaky bad shit, human testing, basically, which they shouldn't have been doing, and they didn't want to get any eyes on it. Exactly. Drugs. Moving on to 1989, John begun having dreams. I won't take too long here because you know where this is going. Yes, John tried hypnosis and all these events came back to him. But that's not all. 
John went one step further and was also able to identify another serviceman whom it turns out also remembered the events as outlined. There was a freaking alien battle at Fort Benning. John also begun collecting evidence, some of which included the rubella cover-up I've outlined. So we do know that something went down. Yeah, we know that these soldiers were made to take part in a Jaws, possibly sleep-deprived, dosed up on LSD, pricked, other hallucinogens, rats, maybe mushrooms were put in their food, rub, and uh, of course this other serviceman's going to remember it because uh, he was there. It's not to say that he remembers that there was a freaking alien battle. It's exactly what it is. And uh, so out of the thousands of soldiers that were there, sorry, the 1,300 Spartans, yeah. Spartans slash servicemen that were there, <laughs> two of them believe yeah. that this is aliens. Two solid witnesses, sir. Two, and one of them's a John. Two solid witnesses, sir. I, so, And a newspaper article. My question is... Yes? The soldier that was found afterwards... Mm-hmm. What's his name? Never came out. <laughs> Interesting, that. But... Also, he... Doesn't say that he's a John. Also mm-hmm. doesn't say that he's not a John. Indeed. So let's assume he's a John. Just remember, though, that it's John Vasquez... So it's not. I don't it's care not a, what is ultimate John. I don't care what his There's last name is. There's a different surname there. So <laughs> he's only half a John. So what's an ultimate John? <laughs> John John. <laughs> he's not pure John. The final form. John John the third. John Johnny John. John did. <laughs> After several attempts, obtain a document confirming the Jaws test happened on the day of the alien attack. But then the military denied that this document was legit. Meanwhile, another witness, Sergeant James Norton, came forward on the Kevin Smith radio show in March 2011 supporting the claims. Norton stated that he had physical evidence from the events, a piece of metal debris he picked up off the field after the event with alien writing on it. Norton could not manipulate, break or burn the metal. Norton could have produced this evidence to to prove the alien attack, but he was scared the government would whack him, so he buried it at a hidden location instead. Norton died in November 2011, shortly after his second appearance on The Kevin Smith Show, which was May 2011, whereby Norton revealed that he had been ordered to cease all public statements and begun stating that he was being followed. The cause of death was cancer and hepatitis C. Allegedly. Truthfully. So, um, this piece of metal with alien writing on yep. is potentially just a piece of metal with another country's writing on. So you admit it exists? A piece of metal, yes. But it could be a piece of metal with Chinese writing on, Japanese writing, African writing on it. Could be Italian. Italian alien could writing. Could be Spanish. Could be Spanish alien writing, yes. Well, it's not alien writing, just the fact that he doesn't know what 
an Italian alien wrote it. Although I think with Spanish and Italian, you would still have the same symbols as English. It's really slightly, apart from the accents. So it could have been Russian. Mm. We just don't know. It could be Mayan. Although Mayan metal, that would be pretty cool. Probably would have sold it for money, wouldn't he? <laughs> Rather than not showing anyone. So uh, I called bullshit on his claims. That took you a while. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a little bit of time to uh, try and spin your yarn a little bit more. I've still got yarn left. Ooh. Let's look at the man here as we explore other ideas. John has medical records from his injuries, which do document that John was a member of Delta Company, 1st Battalion, 1st Infantry. John was indeed a soldier there. Official military documents from this unit, however, do not exist. So we have legit medical documents confirming a unit that the military, officially at least, doesn't acknowledge existed. Why would the military do that? Because they were test dummies. <laughs> on the sour side, of course John would go on to co-author a book about this, which would be published around the year 2000. At time of recording, the book, Incident at Fort Benning, has four stars on Amazon. Government documentation supporting John's claims is included within this book. It's a full book which we've condensed into one episode. John does kind of frame himself as Arnold Schwarzenegger in the book, but you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Meanwhile, reportedly, the me media bulletins at the time outlined rogue armed trainee military groups in the area. We mentioned that the military attempted to cover up that Jaws took place. So was this a secret twisted military training exercise or was a UFO encounter covered up? Or do the military train recruits for combat through psychological means rather than actually training them? I never thought of that last one. Maybe there is something to that. Like again, with um, sleep deprivation... I wouldn't necessarily say starving them, but not giving them enough food and water. Making them cope in real adverse situations. Exactly, and then seeing how they perform under stressful environments. So that you know they can take it when they're placed in... Exactly, a conflict tour, where they yeah. may not be able to get that kind of sleep or food or drink or anything like that. You don't want a soldier to break under those conditions. And by Although hiding do, so. in cruel space... John passed this test with flying <laughs> colours. <laughs> and uh, he met Splinter. But it's interesting that the military don't acknowledge that this existed when it would appear that it may well have existed. Oh, of course they're not going to acknowledge yeah. it. Why would you? Well, they're not going to go out and go, yes, we um, tested our soldiers, like we took them to the edge, or... Mm. We tested certain drugs or stuff on them. They're just not going to do that. It feels like if their PR people would just be honest, they'd probably have a lot better relationships with the public. I don't think they care. Well, that's why nobody trusts them. <laughs> As we close out the probe, here's a little recap. We've covered the events of Fort Benning, Georgia, during 1977. 1,300 soldiers were called outside for training when a booming UFO appeared overhead. Some ran, some froze. John 
bravely hid in a crawl space, but was popped by something and blacked out. The soldiers were collected up by probably aliens, if not future humans, and put on metallic slabs. Who knows what happened on those slabs, but John then saw visions of floods and an exploding planet alongside a grey and, what, a pale not-quite-grey? The soldiers awoke back in formation, covered in something, with their buttons all done up wrong, before a week-long training exercise activity, aka Alien Battle, commenced. Leadership vanished suspiciously. We had a doppelganger group, a force field, a missile fired unsuccessfully at a UFO, and a chopper taken out by the UFO's light orbs. The battle does end, though, and a female psychologist is then placed at the all-male base. John remembers this decades later and gathers evidence whilst, of course, the military deny all. Meanwhile, a sergeant from another squadron at the fort comes forward, claiming it all happened and also that he has evidence, which he doesn't show anyone. Anything you wanted to touch on, Mooney, before we wrap it up? Um, just the fact that there's 1,300 Spartans here. And, um... <laughs> the, the ratios aren't great, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Two to three witnesses. Uh, well, we've got the one that comes forward. We've also got John. And then the unnamed one. And the unnamed one, who is obviously unnamed, so we don't even know if he exists. To be fair, I did say I haven't read the book and they could... There could be more detail about them in the book, but in any of the summaries I read, there wasn't any further details. No one else comes out with anything about this. No. So, what... It's not to say that something didn't happen. Like I've said multiple times, just drugs, a jaws exercise, Mm -hmm. something like that. It's quite possible that he's just tried to make something more of it to make himself some money maybe he really believes it like he was absolutely messed up psychologically through these experimentation (laughs) experiments and just can't make sense of the world and this is all he he can to understand what happened it's seared a memory into his brain that he can't get out yeah he got all these different bits that just don't make sense and he's trying to piece them all together in some sort of sensible narrative and that's the best he can come up with when really it was just a case of drugs being bad, and guy. So on that note, are you saying that it was aliens? <laughs> I was about to say, on that note, are you admitting that drugs are bad, okay? And that's what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> because I am not saying that this was aliens. However, like we just discussed, it's quite possible that he believes this is aliens. But is it actually aliens? No. I believe this is military shenanigans being military shenanigans. Mm. Not for the first time, eh? P. So for me, this one was all going so... Well, standard serious, but it was alien stuff. And then boom, we have doppelgangers, missiles, it just kicked off. Ultimately, whilst I don't think it all went down as John claims... I do think perhaps more went down than is publicised at this base and I don't have any reason to doubt that the Honourable John does believe what he's saying. But to me, unless more comes out, this one is more likely to be a case of military technology and experimentation as you've outlined rather than aliens. For now. I'll hold my hands up, I haven't read John's book as I said, but there are quite a few different takes on this one out there and it was quite hard to get the order together. But I think we got there. 
There's also a lot of theories, and I didn't mention a couple, including that the army was secretly vaccinated for measles and suffered side effects, hence the cover-up, as they got it before the public. The MMR vaccine has been among the most successful immunisations in history, and whilst I would love for it to lead to alien visitation, the evidence just isn't there, unfortunately. It doesn't explain all the events. But the military unit vanishing from history, when we have legit evidence it did exist, is suspicious. I can't say that it's aliens, but it's suspicious. Any final thoughts? One. Two. And it's not one that I would like to admit. So we both agreed that this is probably military shenanigans. But also that John believes what happened happened yeah so is this a case of a truly trustworthy (laughs) (laughs) John I think this may well be essentially his not lying honourable and trustworthy John just because it didn't happen doesn't mean that he doesn't fully believe it happened he's telling his own truth as much as he yeah this could be the first and only honest, trustworthy John. Uh, I, I'm not saying that it was aliens, but it was honourable and trustworthy John. <laughs> That's a wrap for today, That doesn't folks. sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Whatever's Aliens. enjoyed what we do and would like to see what we think about cryptids or telepathic sex healers we have a patreon over at patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens where each month for the price of a coffee or two we probe a paranormal mystery to determine whether it really was paranormal if you stick some pennies in the pro pot this really helps to keep us going and renovate extraterrestrial towers for our future world domination We also love to hear your suggestions, so look us up on social media if you're in need of a probe. For example, we are on the Twitter... On the Twitter! At ButItWasAliens. Here on the main show, we'll be heard by you next Thursday, unless you're listening on another day. But until next time, if soldiers get dog tags, what do dogs get? The truth is up there. Hash tag... Bye.